It's time for Bluffton Football. The preceding broadcast is brought to you in part by the following sponsors. Here is Flipside Grill, Steiner and Granger Insurance, Southgate Lanes of Bluffton, Hothead Burritos Lima Wapak, coming soon, Axe Ventura of Finley, Angels Flooring Service of Pandora, Fat Jack's Pizza, Sumi Rico, Ohio, Stratton Auto Sales, Riley Creek Sportswear, Lounge Media Group. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Enjoy the game and go Pirates. It is football night in Bluffton yet again. Welcome to Harmon Field on the campus of Bluffton High School here in Bluffton, Ohio for tonight's game between the 3-0 Bluffton Pirates and the 0-3 Delphus Jefferson Wildcats. I am Sam Sprunger. I am joined by my color commentator, J.W. Shannon. How are we, my friend? We're doing well, my friend. Well, this is uh, it, it, it's a great night to play some football. It's not overwhelmingly hot like it has been for a couple of these games. Um, we've talked about it a little bit in the, in the pregame show. We've got to establish the run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's our key all year long. Once you establish the run, um, I, th I think the rest of the stuff will come naturally. Sure. Well, uh, we're just about ready to have a kickoff. Uh, I didn't see how the coin flip went, but Delphus is going to return uh, get uh, get the kick. They're going to return. Uh, we have Kyle Basil at, standing at his 40, getting ready to kick off this this game, week four game between uh, the two rivals. Uh, it's about ready to play some football, and we're starting to get that sun you were hoping not to get in our, <laughs> in our eyes there. Kyle, nah, we'll be all right. It's a little cooler tonight, sure. right? Kyle Basil ready for this. Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak kickoff. Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak. They are coming soon. We're about ready for kickoff. And there it is. We are off, and it is going to go through the end zone, and the Wildcats will start from their own 20-yard line. What an absolute wonderful weapon to have in high school ball. For sure. It, 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 it's not one, and we've, we've talked about this, but it, it, it's going to be continuing to be one of those topics. It's, it's a great weapon to have, especially at a school that is small, that you have somebody that can do that because a lot of times you don't have a lot of kicking. For sure, yeah. We're very forced. I mean, when you can pretty much count on your opponent starting on the 20, 90% of the time, I mean – you just can't beat that. Yeah. Looks like a normal wing, but now today quarterback Carter Agner is going to be the quarterback for the Wildcats tonight. He's going to hand off it right away, and it, there is no room whatsoever for the running back, which I did not. There is number 23, Dean Trentman. He's going to lose two on the play. Who was it? Jacob Granger on the tackle. The first one to meet him stood him up and just did not let him get anywhere. So he got second and 12 from the 18-yard line uh, for the Wildcats. Not a not a great start for uh, for Delphus. Not at all. Um, you know, I think Bluffton's just trying to establish the dominance on the, Agner on keeps the line. It. Agner keeps it, and he's going to get across to the 25, so he gets a good those yards back and then some. He's going to be uh, – it's going to be third and five for the – Third, yeah, third and five for the Wildcats. 
That was a nice hard run by the young man to get seven yards through the middle. Yeah, well, and, and he, he kept it in Trentman's gut for the yes. longest time. He yes. was reading that reading the, the play and was able to pull it out just at the last second and get a good gain on that. Carter Agner, the quarterback tonight, hands off to Trentman, and there is nowhere for him on that. Dean Trentman loses two on that, is going to make fourth, make it fourth and seven for the Wildcats, and that's going to bring out the punt team. Braden Jordan back deep. He's back across the, the 50-yard line, right around their own 45. Um, yeah, the Bluffton defensive line was having nothing, nothing to do with that running up the middle that time. Well, and you've got to think that it, with the quarterback being, you know, Agner being not a normal traditional quarterback, sure. he doesn't have that 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 habit of being able to run those those oh the bad snap he's gonna hold on to it he's gonna get stood up at the 26 yard line i'm trying to see the number there this look like tate geeski tate geeski with the big stick but the uh nothing then the player for delphus has a number that's not on the roster so i can't really see but he got stuck pretty hard wow the punter. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened there, but that was kind of bad right from the start. Was yeah, the play, wasn't it? yeah, it, it was a high. The Pirates got a, a, a lot of penetration, and he noticed right away because the snap was a little bit high that he had to go up to it, and by the time he would have come down and actually punted it, it probably wouldn't. It, we would probably be looking at the Pirates maybe scoring a touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't going to go well for So him, no, he got absolutely. a little bit of it uh, back and was able to get you know back to the 25-yard line. And but the Pirates will take over on the Wildcat 25 as the trainers tend to the injured Wildcat. And this is exactly what Delphus doesn't need being beat up already like that. We were just notified the punter is wearing a different number. He's wearing number five. He's normally number 12. So it's Kellen Brotherwood is the injured Wildcat. He is now on his feet. He got he got hit pretty good, and it was a clean hit. It was it was a very clean hit. It just was. Yeah. It was, it was very. He was going forward, and Gieske stood him up and put him back. So yeah, they had a couple other guys around him, and he had nowhere to go. Right. So the Pirate offense will come out first and 10 from the 25 of, uh, of Delphus. Garrett Bogart in the pistol with Landon Wooster to his left. Looks like Griffin Stackhouse to the left, Lone to the left. Garrett Bo or Gavin Bogart goes in motion. He gets the handoff around the end. He gets to the 20, breaks away, gets to the 15, the 10. He's still on his feet. He's fighting forward and is out at about the two-yard line. What a nice, strong run by Gavin Bogart. Boy, did you see that that block outside by Griffin Stackhouse yes, downfield? Yes. Sealed it, sealed wow. it, sealed it to get him out to the outside. That is a first and goal from the two-yard line. That puts the Pirates inside the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger reminding you there is a difference between being insured and being insured properly. Big set in the backfield for the Pirates. Garrett hands off to Wooster. He gets 
maybe to the one, maybe. Nope, they're not even going to give him the one. He got stood up at the two and just could not push forward. Duff's interior line did a nice job on that one. They have some size. They have yeah, some they really good size do. there. So the first touch by Landon Worcester, he doesn't get anything, but uh, I, I don't know that that's going to hold up all, uh, all game. You can't. I don't know that you can contain him to nothing all game. No, I don't. I think you've got to hope to keep him down a little bit lower than normal. Yeah, he's he's going to break and get his yards eventually. He just. You just keep feeding it to him. There's a toss out to Worcester around the right side. He is in for the touchdown. Landon Worcester gets the little toss out to the right, just outran the cover or the defense. They finally caught him right near the end, but he was already in the end yeah, zone. So it is six nothing Pirates with the PAT pending. Yeah, nice play there. Once that kid gets ahead of steam. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's tough to bring down, and that and that's why it was a little surprising that they stood him up and and stuffed him at the at on his first attempt because he gets moving forward. You get him moving downhill, you know. But he was a little further back this time and had a lot of time to get to the outside and really get his speed going. And he, and that's something too that a lot of people I don't think realize just the speed that Landon has. Yeah. That touchdown is brought to you by Angels Flooring Service of Pandora. Angels Flooring Service at Pandora. Quality long after the price is forgotten. They are sponsoring all of our touchdowns this year. And, uh, yes, I remembered this time. <laughs> the extra point by Kyle Bezel is good. It is 7 to nothing. Pirates 8.42 remaining here in the first quarter. Uh, that's a good statement right there. You know, the, the defense didn't 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 bend much. They gave up that one seven-yard run, and then that was just kind of it for the rest. Right. Of, uh, That's Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start if you're bluffed. And nice defensive stand and then a, a quick score. And then down. a three-play drive to get seven. Right. You just. And I fear that I've been saying our kicker's name wrong. Is it Basil or is it Basil? It is Basil. Okay. Huh? I, I don't know. I've heard multiple people say it both ways. I'm going to stay with what I've been saying because nobody's corrected me yet. How about that? Yep. If keep I'm, going, and keep I, going until somebody proves you wrong, right? right? Well, Kyle Basil is setting up for this hot head burritos of Lima and Wapa. Lima and Wapa kickoff. Lima and, uh, hot head burritos of Lima and Wapa coming soon. And there is the kick. It is going to go yet again through the end zone and the Wildcats will yet again start from their 20 yard line. Once again, if you can count on that, eight out of 10 times. Yeah, you shoot even if six out of 10 times you're in good shape Yeah, with you're that. still way above the curve on that one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Delphus will start their second drive yet again from their 20-yard line. Carter Agner, the quarterback. Dean Trentman in the backfield. Agner strolls to the right, gets across the line of scrimmage. He's running. Looks like Landon Wooster takes him down at about the 27-yard line. So, another nice run by Agner. That that. That's what Agner does is, is he's, a, he's a wing back. So, like, he's a tight end. He can catch passes. But, yet yeah, he can run those plays. Sure, so he's got that running back mentality Correct. first. Yeah. Yes. 
So uh, that may be the design that maybe the Pirates are going to have to key on, even if he does drop back, anticipate that run a little bit more than maybe he him passing. Now, I think so don't too. totally abandon the fact that he might pass it, but at least uh, make sure you're, you're really aware that he could run the ball. Agner in the shotgun, hands off to, oh, fakes it to Trentman, takes it himself. This time he gets met at the line of scrimmage and is taken down at the 29-yard line. It's going to bring up third and short, third and short for the, uh, for the Wildcats here. Noah Bricker on the tackle. So Bricker with his second tackle already tonight. Out of, so. out of like five plays Yeah, so he's far. right in the mix. Third and short for the Wildcats. They're going to line up in twin set to the left near side here. Trentman in the backfield with Agner to his left. They're going to hand it off to Trentman, and he's going to get hit in the backfield for a big loss. Loss of five on that play to make it fourth and six. Brody Somers on the tackle. Nice penetration there. They didn't let him get get to the hole that they that Delphus was trying to make for him. No, they closed that up quick and Brody yeah. came in a hurry. Yeah. So a little bend on that to get make it third and short, but then the Pirates stiffen up and uh, push the Wildcats back a little bit. It's fourth down. Yeah, that's our third tackle for a loss already this game. Mm-hmm. Punts away for the Wildcats. Braden Jordan picks it up at his 39. He's on his feet. He gets across the 45 and is taken down at the 46. Nice field position for the Pirates to start out with here. Seven-yard return for Jordan there on that one. So, so the Pirates will start on the 46-yard line of their own 46-yard line, moving left to right on the radio dial. Forgot to mention that earlier. <laughs> 6.23 left here in the first quarter, 7-0 Pirates. <laughs> Garrett Bogart comes out in the pistol with Wooster to his right. Trip set to near side here for the Pirates. Little bubble screen set up. He's going to go deep instead. He's got Hayden Durth wide open. He catches it at the 20. He's to the five. Touchdown, Pirates. Garrett Bogart to Hayden Durth. A 54-yard pass play for the touchdown. Wide open. That's yeah, all I can say. He, he was sure wide was. That, open. That play really developed nicely. He looked like maybe he was going to go short a little bit, and then you could tell, you could see him. Gavin bubbled mind. out. Gavin yep. bubbled out like that. But that's the option: is is if that's if there's nothing deep, go to the little bubble outlet screen, and yeah, you could almost see it click in his mind when he decided yep. to go deep. <laughs> oh, his eyes got wide open. <laughs> Our kicker Kyle <laughs> puts the kick up and good. I've heard everybody now say Basil. So I'm going to say Kyle. I'm going to change it. Okay. It's, it's going to be a pain because I'm going to forget. But Kyle Basil with the extra point. My apologies for up to this point, I guess. I, and they'll know who we mean. Oh, sure. Ho hopefully somebody will, will give us credit. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got listeners. <laughs> 
6-13 remaining here in the first quarter. It is 14 to nothing. The Pirates lead the Wildcats. Two quick uh, drives, uh, a three-play drive and a one-play drive. So, nice. yeah, and if you're if you're bluffed, you def definitely don't want to take your foot off the gas. No, this no, is not Delphus at all. And um, I mean, you want to make sure your kids are playing hard every down. For sure. That touchdown, last touchdown, uh, brought to you by Angel Flooring, Angels Flooring Service of Pandora. Angels Flooring Service of Pandora, quality long after the price is forgotten. They are sponsoring every single touchdown that the Pirates score this year, so thank you very much, Angels Flooring Service. Kyle Basil sets up for this Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak kickoff. Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak is coming soon. You know, I'm hoping that I, I say that an awful lot to where I wake up in the middle of the night just saying it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've said it a lot, but I, I've, I've to yet had any samples here. I, well, <laughs> they've got it. Even though they're not open yet, they should be at least test kitchen, sure, right? Yeah. Agner's going to get a chance at the three-yard line with this kick. He's across the twenty. He's going to break across to the thirty, and it's taken down at the thirty-two. So nice, nice return. Delphis is going to have their best starting position right now with this drive. Uh, and that's the first time we've called Carson Cruzy tonight. Yeah, on Carson Cruzy on the tackle. So uh, his first tackle of the evening. But uh, I guess that's a, that's not a bad thing necessarily because he's on the, uh, he's an out he's a second and third level Absolutely, person. Absolutely, yeah. So. But uh, he's always there. He's right. Always in, right. He's always there. Agner in the shotgun, hands off, fakes it to Tremmy. He's going to pop back and look. He's actually throwing it and he bounces it. Incomplete. Yeah, he might have got a little bit of happy feet yeah, there. Yeah, he did, and uh, the intended receiver was Lu Lucas Milmean. It bounced, short hopped him. It was right at his feet, and right. it, it prevented him from being able to, to <laughs> because he was kind of running a route, and then he had to bend down and, and go after the ball down there and just couldn't pull it in. Uh, second and 10 from the 32-yard line. Twins set to the left near side here. Wildcats going right to left on your radio dial. Agner gets the snap. Hands off to Trentman here. He gets across to the 34. Short gain for the Wildcats. That's going to bring up third and long. Dean Trentman's got a, uh, a rather large cast on his right hand. I wonder if that's a, uh, that's going it, to, it's got to be a hindrance because you really can't handle the ball in that hand. Yeah, you so would you've got to keep it in that left side. You would certainly think that'd be a huge hindrance. But that's just uh, again uh, some of the injuries that the that Delphus has had. Uh, they're trying to play with what they can. So it's unfortunate for them. Yeah, this sure. early in the year to to have that many kids that are banged up. Twins to the left. There's a snap. Agner going to move to the the left side. He's going to roll. He's going to get by a couple of defenders, and he's actually going to sneak through too. The 44-yard line, that is enough for the first down. Brody Anderson on the tackle. Nice run. This yeah, kid is an ab a very good athlete, it looks like. He's just not a quarterback. That's the, the issue that he's, he's kind of playing way, well out of position, but I think you're going to see a lot of those designed runs or only throw it if it's wide open type I, thing. Yeah, I would think that would be your best bet if you're mm -hmm. Delphus. Uh, Obviously, he's got some skills running sure, the ball. So. Sure, 
Well, he is in the starting lineup, but then they did some alterations, and he was put in as a quarterback instead. So here he is in the pistol. He's going to take it. It's a design run right up the middle. He's got some room. Gets across the 50. He's still on his feet, and he's taken down at the 44-yard line. Another nice of run. Of Bluffton. So he went from the 44 of Delphus to the 44 of Bluffton. Yeah, Brody. Bluffton was bringing the heat, so that was yeah. like a little quarterback draw. Yeah. Brody Anderson on the tackle yet again, two straight plays. First and 10, Delphus on the 44, moving in Bluffton territory. Agner in the backfield with Trentman to his left. Gets the snap. He's looking. He's got Happy Heath. Puts it up there, and it is incomplete. The uh, – <laughs> Jackson uh, Rarig had the ball, hands on the ball, but Brody Anderson broke that up. Uh, nice play by Brody, but you could see that the Delphus receiver was really upset that he wasn't able to pull that in yeah. because he had his hands on it. And that pass was that was a nice pass. Sure so. was. He's still. You can tell he's not comfortable in the in the backfield as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, when you get kind of thrown in there, that's trial by fire. There, even you even know, if he's practiced there all all week, right. it's still but, something but that you're yeah. you're not getting game time here. So, Agner takes it himself, fakes it to Trentman, takes it himself, cannot get back to the line of scrimmage. He loses a yard on the run. Xavier Diller on the tackle there, and a loss of one for Agner. Maybe even yeah, we'll call it one. So we're gonna have third and eleven from the forty-five. Yeah, he just had nowhere to go there. No, there no. And I tell you, even though they've put together a little bit of a drive here, I would still say the defense is winning that line of scrimmage battle. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, and as night goes on, I think I think it might become more so. Agner gets the snap, bobbles the snap a little bit. Gavin Bogart in on the tackle. On the sack, there were more. It looks like Noah Bricker was in on that. That is a big pirate sack, and that's a loss of, uh, of about 10 on that. So it's going to be fourth and 21. Fourth and 21. They are now back into Delphus territory. That play was kind of blown up right from the beginning. Well, I'm not you sure saw what Ag happened Agner there. got the snap, but he bobbled it a little yep. bit. and could. It was a designed throw. And he couldn't, just couldn't pull it in to, to make the play. There's the punt that gets it away. Looks like it did get, it got tipped off the foot. Take Gieske with the, uh, with the block. Well, the deflection. We're not going to call it a block necessarily, but, uh, <laughs> but he, he got a mid on it. He got he got some he got some body parts on it, and it, it didn't yeah. go near as far as what uh, what it would have if it wouldn't have been deflected. It been being told that it went off his forearm, so okay, he got a little too far in almost. <laughs> Kellen Brotherwood again back back there to punt this time. He was not the punter on the second punt for Delphus. Uh, I think he was still kind of recovering from that, that hit he took from Gieske the yeah, first he time. he really he took a shot. But I think uh, that's one of those. Maybe he was a little gun-shy, too, on that, you know. And mm -hmm. Griffin Stackhouse on motion, gets the handoff around the right side, gets across the 40, and 
I'm really surprised there wasn't a flag on that play. That and Coach Richards is having a chat with the referee because very close, if you're not familiar, many are, but right the way Harmon Field is set up, the, the out-of-bounds line, there's about three inches of grass before it goes to cement. Right. And uh, Griffin got tossed pretty hard against that cement. Pistol formation for the Pirates. Garrett Bogart hands off to Worcester. He's got away. Cross, cross the 45 to the 48-yard line. That is enough for a Pirate first down. Keep the chains moving. No, we don't. <laughs> First down for the Pirates at the 48 or their own 48. And that was a great job by the offensive line. Yeah. They opened up about a 10-foot hole. Yeah. That there was plenty of room for Landon to get his 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 weight going forward. Garrett fakes the handoff. He's gonna go over the middle again for Hayden Durth. Oh! He had it in his hands but couldn't get a grasp on it and then dropped it. I think he I think he might have heard footsteps on that one. Kellen Brotherwood on the pass break up there. He prevented Dearth from from wrangling it all the way in. Uh, that was that's a missed opportunity right there because if we're look if I'm looking Dearth has probably 4 to 5 inches on most of these def defensive backs for Delphus. So you can throw it up there and let him go after it and he just could not wrangle it in. Looked like it could have been a little early motion for Wooster, but he's the lead blocker for Garrett Bogart. The ball did come loose, but they're calling him down right. first. A good run by Garrett Bogart. Looks like about a gain of nine. Yeah, he's right out there close to the first oh, down. Nope, they're going to give him. Oh, yep, they're they're going to give him the first down. So gain of ten on that second down run. Nice so, play, and there, there again, you know, you have a player like Landon. Yeah, he didn't get the ball, but he's right out there throwing the blocks for his teammates. And Yep. Got to the 42-yard line of Delphus, Gavin Bogart did on that run. For enough for the first down. Garrett Bogart in the pistol. No Bricker goes in motion. Hand off to Landon Worcester around the right side. He's got an avenue. He's going to get to the 30. Breaks to the 20. He's taking on a defender still on his feet. And I do believe there might be a face mask penalty in there. Kind of looks <laughs> like me. it. He got taken down at about the nine. So he's going to be a first down there. There is a penalty flag. I do believe it's in the area. He, the way Landon kind of yanked forward a little bit when that defender came, it looked like he got his hand full yeah, of face Yeah, it, it looked like his helmet got flipped a little bit. So there. that's going to be half the distance. So we're going to go within inside the five-yard line, which will also take us inside the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger. Your home, home, your hometown insurance agency for over 25 years. Thank you, Steiner and Granger, for your sponsorship of our red zone this season. First and goal from a, inside the five, not quite to the four, so we'll call it the four and a half. A backfield full of Bogarts. <laughs> Garrett, the quarterback in the pistol formation, his brother Gavin right behind him as the setback. Handoff goes to Garrett. He's going to get to the outside. He's going to oh. bowl forward into the end zone. Touchdown, Pirates. 
There was nobody even no. close. He didn't get touched until he was three yards in yeah. the end zone. Our line is doing an exceptional job this yeah. evening. Just going back to that prior run by Land, and there wasn't a soul around him going around the end. They had everybody sealed. Yeah. And that's another great thing the Pirates are doing this year is that their receivers and outside players are constantly downfield getting that extra block. Yeah. Which is huge. If you've got receivers that are blocking for you, that is a huge, huge yeah, advantage. Yeah, because once you, you have. get through that initial hole, if they're downfield yeah. blocking, wow. That touchdown brought to you by Angels Flooring Service of Pandora. Angels Flooring <laughs> Service of Pandora. Quality long after the price is forgotten. Thank you, Angels Flooring, for your sponsorship of all Bluffton Pirate touchdowns this season. The extra point is good. We stand at 105 left here in the first quarter. It is. The Bluffton Pirates 21, Delphus Wildcats 0. 105 remaining. That's a, that's a good amount of points for one quarter. Really is. And yep. now, you can't expect it every quarter, but to have that as you go get ready to go to the second quarter, not even the second half, the second quarter, that's really advantageous. And it just shows the hard work that the boys have been putting in this year. For uh, sure. Well, you, you don't see any sort of relief on Coach Richards' face right now. He's still, oh. He still looks very tense and very, let's get this job done. Let's make it happen. Well, believe me, he's a, he's a uh, participant in this rivalry <laughs> years ago. Um, I don't know if you can ever put enough points on the board when you're, when you're playing your rival like that. <laughs> Kyle Basil sets up for this Hothead Burritos of Lima and Walpock kickoff. Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak coming soon. Thank you for your sponsorship of all Bluffton Pirate kickoffs and kick returns. There it goes. It is going to get fielded at about the two-yard line by Agner. Agner's going to get to the 20-yard line, and he's coming down. There is a penalty flag on the field. So 22 is the initial spot for the starting of this drive. One minute exactly remaining in this first quarter. And it looks like maybe, uh, well, actually we haven't seen a preliminary. Jackson Bolas on the tackle there for uh, for the Pirates. Let's see what we've got on this penalty. Holding on Delphus. So it's going to be a 10-yard penalty and take the uh, take the Wildcats back to the 12-yard line. They definitely didn't need that to start out. No, and 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 that that's the frustrating part for them. It's 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 good for the Pirates because you're you're moving them back into the shadows of their own goalposts. But uh, you don't want the the 22 isn't the greatest of starting spots, but it's a lot better. Than it's a lot better than the 12. <laughs> yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> so Agner's going to set up in the pistol with Trent. Trentman right beside him. He's going to hand it to him. He's going to get across the 15-yard the, uh, line to about the 17-yard line. Brody Anderson on the tackle. Brody's been busy today. That's his third tackle already this in the first yeah. quarter. Back to the 15. He didn't quite make it to the 17. The initial spot was the referees were kind of standing around the 17, but uh, they moved it back to the 15. Second and seven, 30 seconds remaining here in the first quarter, 21-0 Pirates. 
Agner's going to throw. He's got the open receiver. Oh, just off his hands. Blake Wagner. had a, I, I, He got a little cro crocodile arm there, JW. He got a little crocodile arm. I think he was anticipating a hit. Yeah, Landon Worcester was firing <laughs> at him. and uh, Yeah, I think he kind of anticipated getting getting the hit there. and Third and seven from the 15-yard line for Delphus. That's one of the hardest things for your receiver when you know you're going to take a shot. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, you know you you're a good you've got a good receiver court if they know they're getting hit and they still reach they've out just, like yeah, they're supposed for sure, to. Yeah. Uh, not not saying anything about those people that do get the crocodile arms. Fumble on the play. There's a big pile up. It looks like Delphus was able to fall back on top of it at the 10 yard line. Agner. Going with the handoff and yep. was starting to pull it out of Trentman's hands. And then, wait a second, Trentman held on too tight. Yep. And uh, the ball fell to the turf. They're going to mark it at the 11-yard line. So it's going to be fourth and 11 when we start the second quarter. We're going to take a really quick break. Not very long at all, just something to kind of – Give you a second to take catch your breath. So at the end of the first quarter, we have the Bluffton Pirates 21, the Delphus Jefferson Wildcats 0. You are listening to Lounge or Pir Bluffton Pirates football on the Lounge Sports Network. We are back here on at Harmon Field. It is 21 to nothing to kick off the second quarter. It is fourth and 11 for Delphus, they're going to get the punt away. It's going to, Braden Jordan's going to catch it on the 36. He's going to get to about the 30, dance around a little bit. Still on his feet. Still dancing around, gets across. <laughs> oh, he fumbled the ball, and Delphus recovers. There again, it's one of those times Trying where you Trying to just make too try. much happen. Yeah, you try so hard, you forget how you're carrying the ball. Well, and 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 uh, it's not, it's not, a bad thing that he was trying. No. But after that much time, take what you got, go down, yeah, yeah. And, and start the drive yeah, because the sure Pirates were going to start inside the 30-yard line. Make sure you keep that thing tucked away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Delphus will take over at, what, the 26-yard line. So they literally gained a yard. <laughs> But they got a first down. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It was one yard past what the first down marker was. <laughs> so it is first and 10 from the 26 of Delphus for Delphus after they recovered the Braden Jordan fumble on the punt return. Agner gets the – he bobbles the snap and does not get to the line of scrimmage. He's going to lose a couple on that run. Carter Agner is—he's really struggling catching that that snap right away. Brody Summers on the tackle, met him in the backfield, stood him up. Yeah, and that's Brody's second tackle for a loss this game already. That was a designed run, so it's not a sack. But like that, they're making well, yeah. sure that once he gets back there, yeah, it's a tackle for loss, yeah. but it's not a sack because you are tackling the quarterback for a loss. It's yeah, just not right. a designed pass play. He's, he, they're going to have to work. I don't care if it's in the in the in the, the locker room. Have the center snapping him balls, you know, from that. I, I think, yeah. He's it, got the ball again. He's going to get close to the 30. He's actually going to get to the 30. They blow the whistle before he hits the, the turf. 
So they're going to get him to the 30-yard line, a gain of six on that run for Carter Agner. Jacob, Jacob Granger on the tackle. Brody Anderson with the initial hit, but uh, Granger finishes it up. It's third and six from the 30-yard line for the Wildcats. The Pirates did an outstanding job of flocking to the ball that time. Yeah. We had five kids in on that on that pile by the time it ended. 10-10 remaining here in the first half, 21-0. Pirates. Agner gets a snap. He's going to look for He's going to throw it in the air, and it's going to fall harmlessly to the ground. The intended receiver is Blake Wagner. Quinn Eachus on the coverage. And once again, he just didn't look comfortable. He still, yeah. you could tell he's. Uh, I think he was supposed to maybe go a little bit more to the outside, but he took a couple of steps, stopped. Right. Because he wanted to hurry up and get it out. And, and again. And we had pressure not, coming. He's not a quarterback by trade, so he's not necessarily equipped to know to get further outside, then set your feet and get that throw because maybe, maybe he has a better attempt at that. Kellen Brotherwood for the punt, gets it away. Braden Jordan is going to get it off the bounce at the 35-yard line. He gets to the 40, miss, breaks a tackle, gets to the cross midfield, back to the 45, and is taken down around the 42 or 43-yard line of Delphus. So very, very short field for the Pirates to start. Tackle yeah. made by Blaine Martin for Delphus. That looked to be almost like 24-yard return there. That was Yeah, yeah, that was a good return. And and you know what? He's a great returner. Oh, and he's got some jets. And he does. And and he's got he's able to go he's able to go horizontally rather you know almost as fast as he can go vertically, which is a very a very good trait to have for a returner such as uh Braden Jordan. Yeah, once he gets a corner, you're going to have to be chasing him down. Pirates come out. In a, in a big set almost. Garrett Bogart in the pistol. Wooster behind him. Griffin Stackhouse in motion, gets the gets the handoff around the left side, gets across the 40, taken down at the 36. Gain of six on the run. Once again, our receivers are outside getting thrown the blocks. Second and four for the Pirates here. 9.25 remaining here in the first half. 21-0 Pirates. Garrett Bogart in the pistol. Landon Wooster behind him. Hand off to Wooster. He gets to the 35. He's got an avenue. He gets to the 30, 25, and down at to the 20-yard line. Let's see where they officially mark him down. They're going to put him right at the 20, so we're going to call it. The Steiner and Granger red zone. The Pirates are inside the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger reminding you there is a difference between being insured and being insured properly. So thank you, Steiner and Granger. First and 10 for the Pirates at the 20-yard line. You know, and I've talked about this before, but Landon does such a nice job of running with his head up. Yeah. He saw that little seam back to the inside and just instantly took it. Pitch to Gavin Bogart. He gets out there. Oh. He's going to hit the end zone, but there is a flag. So there's a touchdown, but uh, that's in the neighborhood of holding. And it is yep. going to be holding on the Pirates. So that's going to bring them back. 
So while Gavin Bogart had one great run there, there's kind of a reason, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed the hold, but uh, I guess I was too busy watching Gavin. Making his moves, huh? Right. Yeah. It was right as he got to the got to the outside and made yeah. his cut back yep. to the seam. That's where that hold was taking place. So uh, there was no guarantee Gavin was going to get tackled at that point. He still might have scored, but that hold came, and it just sure impossible. So. All the way back to almost the 31-yard line. Again, holding is a spot foul. That's uh, right. While it's a 10-yard penalty, it's a 10-yard spot foul. But they are spotting it right at the 30-yard line, so they are. it is just a 10-yard. First and 20 from the 30-yard line. Garrett Bogart in the pistol. Hands off to Landon Worcester. Gets across the 30. He gets to the 20. Bulls forward to the 15-yard line. A nice 15-yard run by Landon Worcester. That again will bring us back into the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger, your hometown insurance agency for over 25 years. So we get, went from first and 20 to second and five. So it's a very manageable second down. Uh, two plays to get that five yards. Let's yeah, that, uh, let's get it in one. That's not bad at all from where we were yep, at there. Absolutely. Lana made another nice run. He was stepping over people and around people. and No bricker in motion. Hand off to Wooster to the left. He gets across to the 10 to the 5. Finds the seam into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Pirates. Excellent run. Back-to-back -back runs for Wooster there. 30 yards in two plays. Right. <coughs> so that, that makes the score... 27 to zero Pirates, 7.24 remaining. We got the PAT pending. That touchdown is brought to you by Angels Flooring Service of Pandora. Angels Flooring Service of Pandora, quality long after the price is forgotten. Kyle Basil sets up for the PAT, kicking towards the, the, the Ricky. Kick is up and it's good. So with 7.24 remaining here in the first half, it's Bluffton 28, Delphus 0. Yeah, it's, it's just a hard, well, the town Bluffton has, if, if they're hitting on all cylinders, they're going to give anybody a really good game, I For think. For sure. And just well, I, I, I was talking to, to Coach last night, and uh, he wasn't, he wasn't, trying to say he said a lot of a lot of people think that we could have something special this year and and I don't think that's an incorrect statement they have they have the right mentality they have the players in the right spots that have the right mentality to have something special that's not to say they're they're going to make a long tournament run or anything but it's going to be a special season that that down the road People are going to be talking about this team yeah, and how so. they perform. That's not saying they're even going to go undefeated. That's not saying that they're going to you know, win the conference even. But this is a special team because when there's somebody that's not normally making plays, making plays, those people that are normally the ones making plays are the ones patting them on the back telling right. them they did a good job. Yeah. So it's about the we and not the me, and that's the big thing when it comes to a team and their success. Yeah, it really is. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, as a coach, you don't want to you don't want to ever sound like you're bragging your team up right. or anything. But you want you still you want the kids to have that mentality sure, where sure. we're going to go out there and anybody we meet, you know, we're going to give them the fight of their life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We may not beat them, but they're going to know they yeah. were in a fight. But you know, as as a, as a player, you have to go out there with the, the thought in your head sure. that we will win this game. Kyle Basil sets up for this Hothead Burritos Alima and Walpock kickoff. Hothead Burritos Alima and Walpock coming soon. Deep kick to the left side. Goes to Parker Shade. He gets hit at the 15 and taken down at the 15. Griffin Stackhouse, the pirate there to meet him first and take him down. So yet again, 7.20 remaining in this first half. Delphus is spending a lot of time in their own territory tonight. Let's see if the Pirates can uh, disrupt the offense or the uh, Wildcat offense even more this time. Maybe force a turnover. We haven't had one of those yet. Yeah, they may they may start to bring a little more pressure. Yeah. But they're going to have to bring it from the outside so they can keep him contained. Correct. And not let not let him outside of you. That's exactly, a, that's another yeah. thing is, is make sure not to let him outside. Agner gets the snap. He's going to roll to the left, look for an avenue. He's got one. He gets across to the 20, taken down at about the 23-yard line, so a really strong first down run for Carton Agner. Apologies, Carter Agner. So we've got second and three from the 22-yard line for Delphus, moving left to right towards the creek. Here yeah. at Harmon Field. And I think that was Carson Cruzy on that stop. Yeah. Well, he did get to the second and third level of, yes. of the defense, so they're going to pass this one. He's got happy feet. Look, and he comes down. Brody Sommers on the sack. Agner, you could tell, just was not happy being back in, the, in that pocket. Yeah, yeah. The pocket closed quickly, and you could see him not knowing exactly where he needed to go with that. And he uh, he brought down, Somers brought down Agner there at the 17-yard line for a loss of about four yards, maybe five. Yeah, I think his receivers were well covered downfield that time. He just really had nowhere to go yeah. with it. Well, and you don't want to force it. No, absolutely you know, he, not, especially not in this at this position right, of the field. Right, right. So third and eight from the 17 for Delphus. Agner in the pistol with Trentman to his left, gets the snap, throws it quick over the middle. It is intercepted at the 20, gets to the 10, pushes to the about the uh, one-yard uh -huh. line. Carson Weaver with the interception, the deflection off the hands of the receiver, and I didn't see what number the receiver was, but it hit his hands. He had it, it slipped out, and Weaver was right there to scoop it up and take it to the two-yard line uh, for the Pirates. Beautiful. So the Pirates are going to start this drive in the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger, your hometown insurance agency for over 25 years, first and goal from the two. Turnover. Oh. That interception was a forced turnover. Thank you, JW. So our every forced turnover this year for the Pirates is brought to you by Southgate Lanes of Bluffton. Southgate Lanes, probably the best food in Bluffton. Big set for the Pirates. 
Handoff to Bricker. He uh, kind of hopped in. I think he was anticipating some hit, some sort of contact. He didn't have any landed on his. So it looked like he almost did a ballet dance into the end zone. So that he gets in for the two-yard run. Noah Bricker on the two-yard run. 5.39 remaining in this first half. Yeah, he's not much of a dancer, but we'll take no. the, we'll take the well, run. I th like I said, I think he was <laughs> completely anticipating I, I getting right some there. contact, so he thought he was going to have to flop in. Yeah, he had such a big hole that the, he just – The hole was yeah. there. Cal Basil sets up for the PAT here. Kick is up, and it is good. Up on top of the, <laughs> the concession stand, which he did many times last year and has done a, a, a good portion this year. Uh, as well. So with 539 remaining here in the first half, the Bluffton Pirates lead the Delphus Jefferson Wildcats 35 to zero. Uh, kind of a look ahead to the to the weeks ahead. We've got a couple of road games. We started the season off with two home games. Then we went on the road last week. We're back at home. So 75% of our games after this week have been at home. Right. But then we go on the road for two. So we've got Spencerville next week and then Ada after that. Those are a couple of games that historically could be difficult trips to make. Yeah, they're always going to bring a, their tough game when they play Bluffton. Again, it's old, Ada, old rivalry. Ada is, is, a, is, a, is a bigger rivalry for us. But I think Spencerville so, yeah. Spencerville is, yeah. is one that uh, I'm new to the area, but I've always heard that Spencerville is kind of the one that you kind of put on the count, mark on the calendar, you really want to get that W. Yeah, you really do. Kyle Basil sets up for this Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak kickoff. Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak coming soon. <sighs> Still waiting on them samples. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe Fat Jacks could step in. Yeah, Fat Jacks could <laughs> maybe. I know they don't deliver, but uh, maybe they could make an exception. They let the kick go into the end zone. Agner wanted nothing of that <laughs> because that was that that kick, unlike some of the others that Basil has done, was a little bit higher. Had a little bit more yeah, air under it. Yeah, we had plenty it. of time there to get There was plenty of coverage yep. to be able to get down there. And uh, the, uh, fortunately for Agner, the ball did eventually make it into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, even putting a little extra air in it, the ball still hit on the one-yard line before it went in. Correct. I mean, this yes. kid's got a foot. So first and 10 from the 24, the Wildcats. 5.39 remaining here in the first half, 35 nothing Pirates. Carter Agner in the backfield, in the pistol. Dean Trentman in the backfield with him. Pass goes incomplete. Agner just is is he just isn't comfortable back right. there. So and and that's not saying anything about the young man. He is, he is definitely an athlete. You can see that. Um, just not his position. Yeah, you definitely have to feel a bit sorry for him because to get thrown into that position like that, especially and again, against a good team, especially too. in a big game like Bluffton, big rivalry. Um, yeah, it's just a tough spot to be in. That last pass was intended for Blake Wagner, just couldn't get the uh, completion for Agner. Agner gets the snap, hands it to Trentman here. He cannot find anywhere. He's going to get hit behind the line and taken down for about a loss of three. There were seven Bluffton players. Yes, in there that were. Tackle. I counted that too. <laughs> 
Marco Iden on the uh, ini the initial pirate to make contact. Let's say it that way. So we've got third and 12 from the 18-yard line for Delphus. Moving left to right. Five minutes exactly remaining in this first half. 35-0. Pirates lead the Wildcats. Agner gets the snap. He's going to take it himself around the right side. He's got a little bit of room, but not much. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and they're going to give him a gain of one. Javen Crawfus on the tackle. Oh, I'm sorry. Carson Cruzy on the tackle. <laughs> Our spotter is going to be fired. <laughs> she was just trying to plug her grandkids. Yeah, is that what it? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Kellen Brotherwood's been uh, pretty busy today. He's out for a punt yet again. He's going to get it away here. Braden Jordan back deep. He's going to. Watch the ball land at midfield and roll inside the 40 where it's going to roll dead and be down by Delphus at the 37-yard line. 3.57 remaining here in the first half. The Pirates are going to take over at their own 37-yard line. And that was about a 43-yard punt, so. Yeah. Not a bad punt, and especially uh, it's good to see that that uh, Brotherwood wasn't hurt too bad. It probably uh, some some of a stinger probably getting right. hit as hard as he did. So twins to the right for the Pirates on the far side. Dearth in motion sets back up on the left side close here. The Bricker or Stackhouse in motion gets the handoff. Wooster, the lead blocker. He Stackhouse slows up for him. Gets upfield. He gets across midfield to the 40. And he is taken down at the 36-yard line. Wow. Nice. What moves. a strong run. And he used his blocker the way he needed to use it. Yeah. He didn't hurry up and try to run by him, which he very easily could have. Stackhouse has speed. He easily oh, he could have. Does. He easily could have ran by Wooster who was his lead blocker, but he slowed up enough to let Landon yeah. get in front yeah. of him just enough to give enough. Yeah, he definitely let that develop yeah. a little bit. Yeah, good run. Trips to the right for the Pirates here on first and 10 from the 36. Bogart drops. He's looking. He's looking deep. He's going to the sideline, but he's just a little short intended for Braden Jordan. Pretty good pressure there by Delphi's defense at Parker time. Shade on the coverage on that. Yeah, the they they got penetration on that one. And that was really the first real penetration they've they've had this game, I think. Because I don't know that uh I've seen Garrett miss that badly when he had time. Right. Um when he didn't have to hurry it up or, you know, get take a sack. He was he he hasn't missed that much. They're gonna reset the play uh -huh. clock. Oh, no, they're calling a timeout. So Delphus calls a timeout, and that timeout, as all other ones are this year, are sponsored by Sumi Rico of Ohio. Sumi Rico of Ohio, out by the BFR and the Bluffton Community Pool. I believe it's, is it, it's not Bentley Road. Is it Snyder Road out there? Snyder Road. Out on Snyder Road, out by BFR and Bluffton Community Pool. 
Thank you, Sumi Rico of Ohio, for your sponsorship of all timeouts during the Bluffton Pirates 2023 football season. 325 remaining here in the first half. Bluffton 35, Delphus Jefferson 0. So far, Bluffton's had very few missteps. Uh -huh. So, uh -huh. um, makes a huge difference when you play a clean game, for sure. And you're and you're firing pretty well. It's it it makes that a tough one. One penalty and one turnover is I it? I think so. Yeah. All right, second and ten from the 36 of the of the Wildcats. Garrett Bogart in the pistol with Landon Wooster to his right. Hand off to Wooster, goes to the left around the edge, finds a seam, gets to the 30, across the 30 to about the 27-yard line. Nice strong gain of, uh, well, what, eight yards is what we're going to give him on that. Yeah, and as a coach, you got to love it. I mean, three of your offensive linemen were downfield, yep. still in front of him. As long as it's a designed run play, yes. you want to see your <laughs> linemen downfield because that means – They've discarded the one that they needed yep. to block at the line and gotten upfield to get to the yes. next level. Bluffton comes out in a two tight end set or a tight end with a wing back to the right. Wooster in the backfield with Garrett Bogart. Hand off to Wooster. He's going to get across the 25 and is taken down right near the 20. He's going to have enough for the first down. Let's see where they spot him just inside the 20, which means, JW, we are inside the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger reminding you there is a difference between being insured and being insured properly. First and 10 from just inside the 20, but we're still going to call it the 20. The full football is inside the 20. Twins to the left side, Stackhouse and Jordan to the right here, or to the left near side. Garrett Bogart pitches it out to his brother Gavin. Gets around the corner, gets inside the 15 to the 10. He is going to run to the outside. There is a flag again. Gavin gets into the end zone, but there is a flag on the field. What a nifty little jump stop he made there. And totally completely changed yeah, his field. Yeah. He was going to the right, trying to get there, and then started to go towards the center, and then boom, went to the left-hand corner. Uh, unfortunately, there was a hold in there. And with something like that, when it's downfield, the, block, uh, the hold is downfield, they take it back to the line of scrimmage, then march off your tent. So it's – well, maybe not. I apologize. I take that back. What did they call? That's, oh, they called it at the one. The, uh, the, oh, okay, the, yeah. So it was a spot foul. So, because I, I, guess, I guess I've seen it happen both ways to where they take it back to the line of scrimmage and march it off. But here they did do it as a spot. Okay. Now they're going to talk this over because it is still first down. But the way it's set up, it's first and one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think maybe the Delphus coach is wanting an explanation here too. He's out on the field. And they're going to leave it there. And that's what they're going to stick with. Because with it being a spot foul, since it was at the one-yard line, 10 yards from the one-yard right. line takes it to the 11, well, the first down is at the 10. So it is first and one from the <laughs> 11. 
so while that sounds really odd, it, it is a penalty because we should have been in the end zone. So hand off to Bogart, Gavin Bogart again. He gets across the 10, taken down around the six yard line. Plenty for the first down. Yeah, and I think if I'm the coach, I'm going to feed it to him. I and mean, he's had two of them taken away now. So yep. he's, uh, it, l l that is, he's, yeah. The so touchdowns he's ha has taken away. Yeah, it's it's kind of disappointing to have. Sure, you know he's 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 had two great runs oh, that have been negated yeah. because yeah. of a holding penalty. So that's the so. second penalty for. And I'm sure his <laughs> team's rooting for him to get it too. Oh yeah, he's still in the backfield behind his brother Garrett. Bricker gets the handoff on the motion. He's gonna get into into the end zone. He gets tackled, got tackled right around the around the goal line and got in for the touchdown. Touchdown, Noah Bricker, his second of the game. 133 remaining here in the first half. Bluffton leads Delphis 41-0 with the extra point pending. Kyle Basil sets up at the 10 to ready to kick it through or attempt to kick it through, let's say it that way. Oh! Definitely a that, bad That, that was, a was bad the snap. snap. Yep, yep. Basil put it up, had plenty of leg, like it was <laughs> yeah, definitely strong yeah. enough, but but it hit the upright and fell, uh, jetted back in. There is a flag. Oh, a flag on the play, yes. I wonder if there was a, uh, a hit on the kicker or the holder, so that may mean we get a reattempt. Kyle Basil may have yeah, a chance I'm to sure rectify <laughs> all, all the, the long snapper. Yeah. You know, Diller is going to get a chance to to long get the snap better. Running into the kicker, so it'll be half the distance to the goal. I still think you kick it. I don't think I, if it was a closer game, maybe you go for two yeah, to add on a couple yeah, of points. But, but uh, right now, you, yeah, yeah, you don't need to. They are going to. They two. are going to attempt the the point after kick. This time the snap is go. good, and the kick is good. Up onto the concession stand <laughs> yet again. So Kyle Basil misses his first attempt because of the, the yeah. bad snap, and, and that's not the kicker's fault necessarily. He's got to start the motion as soon as the ball's snapped, yeah. and so the ball got placed just at the wrong time, wrong angle, something, uh, bounced off the upright, but the running into the kicker penalty gets the, the, the attempt again, and this time he makes good. So 133 remaining here in the first half. It is Bluffton 42, Delphus 0. Yeah, Kyle, uh, when it, back in the 70s, late 70s when he played, we had a player named Bruce Motter, and he would kick our extra points, and I don't know how many he put in the crick. <laughs> We'd actually have people making a wall across the creek to keep him out because he could boot it. Well, we've, we're still going right to left, so we don't have to worry about I haven't seen him come close, but there's a lot more trees probably. Yeah. In oh, the, yeah, I think since it's grown up a lot yeah. more than it was. Gotten a little thicker out there. Basil sets, it, sets the ball on the 40, and uh, the Pirates break their huddle for this Hothead Burritos Alima Wapak kickoff. Hothead Burritos Alima Wapak coming soon. Thank you so much, Hothead Burritos, for your sponsorship of all Bluffton Pirates kicks and kick returns. That last touchdown 
was brought to you, was sponsored by Angels Flooring of Pandora. Angels Flooring of Pandora, quality long after the price is forgotten. Thank you so much, Angels Flooring. The kick goes back and there is a return. Parker Shade gets the uh, return back to about the 14 yard line. There were plenty of Pirates around with Parker Lovell being the first one to meet up with Shade. And uh, again, again, and I think this has a lot to do with winning the line of scrimmage too, JW, is Delphus, minus the one time that they started out at the 32 in the first quarter, they've been inside the 20 every single time yeah, they've had a kickoff. Absolutely. Every time they've started a drive, I'm, I'm sorry, my, twice because of the return and then the recovery of the fumble, they started at the 25. So they're still a very long field to try to go, and they, they just haven't been able to put yeah, much it's, together. it's really tough to climb out of the hole when you when you consistently are starting back yeah. that far. Agner hands off to Trentman. He gets back to the line of scrimmage and squeezes to about the 15 and a half. So about a, about a two-yard run. We'll give him two. We'll say it's second inning. Javen Crawfus on the tackle. So now Grandma can say, Javen. Yeah. <laughs> now you're not wrong. <laughs> Less than a minute remaining here in the first half. And I don't know that Delphus is probably being too too hurried. I think they're going to try think. to keep hold on to the ball, keep running the ball, run the clock out, and let's see what we can do in the second half. And, of course, we will have a running clock starting Correct. second half. Hand off to Trentman. He gets to the 20, across there, and to the 21. Yes, the clock will start. The second half will start on a, uh, on a running clock. Eli Jones on the tackle for the Pirates. Third and three from the 21, and they, Delphus does not have to run a, run a play. Yeah, and I except I for I think uh, maybe Bluffton might have called a timeout. Oh, looks as, yeah, it looks like they did. Oh, well, I'm sorry, I take that back. The whistle was blown. Oh, the referees deadened the clock. Looks like the referee might have an injury. White hat, which would be the referee, the actual referee. Oh wait, no, it's not not the white hat referee. I don't know if maybe he got a scrape and he's bleeding yeah. and he needs yeah, to have it. Yeah, it looks like uh, possibly he's rolling his sleeve up. Yeah. So. Because that's one thing a lot of people. Uh, I, I did have a question. I was watching a, a football game with somebody and they uh, somebody ran into the referee and they're like, "Well, don't they replay?" No, the referee's part of the field. Right. If you run into them, uh, they're part of the field. Yeah, they're part yeah, of the absolutely. play. Absolutely. Uh, and so if if they run if they get run into or if the ball hits them if the ball hits them and goes in the air and the other team intercepts it it's all part of the game, and uh, unfortunately there's some times that they could suffer from some scrapes and bruises and injuries. Uh, a couple weeks ago, very humid night, we had a, a referee go down and take yeah, some time to get some fluids. Some yeah. yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> They're not immune to the injury bug. No. Unfortunately, you don't see it very often right. where the ref is involved in a play, but it does happen. Sure. Well, we're going to call this a timeout, even though it wasn't an official team-called timeout, but all timeouts this year are brought to you by 
Sumiriko of Ohio. Sumiriko of Ohio out on Snyder Drive. Snyder Road. Snyder Road. Okay. Snyder Road. Again, new to Bluffton. <laughs> I'm just happy I got Snyder right. There Snyder, you go. Snyder Road out by the BFR and the Bluffton Community Pool. Thank you, Sumiriko, for your sponsorship of all timeouts during the Bluffton Pirates 2023 football season. Yeah, I think at first maybe Coach Richards thought one of his boys called the right, timeout because you, right. you can see he wasn't real happy. He was like, why are we calling timeout? Yeah, yeah. With that, though, they will start right. it up once once the uh, the referee gets sure. tended to. And I'm a little surprised they didn't just run, let it run out and then he could get it tended to at well, halftime. But. I don't know if maybe it's one of those that he was bleeding enough yeah, that he that needed tended to yeah, right then sure. because – if Delphus decided they were going to run a play, he would have had to participate sure, yeah. in it. So they want to make sure that uh, make sure that he's not the causing issues, I guess. So yeah, I'm thinking f with 42 to nothing. I, I, I mean, I think you still put your starters in there the second half to get. You'll them see. Going, you'll see some. Some of the starters won't play much, but, but you'll have. Yeah. You won't have the second. The the JV right. players. The yeah. main JV uh, players just, go just in. Just looking at the, t the list of tackles, uh, we've got several of the younger kids that have gotten in and gotten yeah. tackles. So he's he's done a nice job of mixing in some of the some of the younger guys. At the half, be sure you stay tuned to the. Stratton Auto Sales halftime recap uh, after we take a, a little bit of a break uh, once we hit the halftime. Uh, but uh, the referee is better now, or is taken care of. Yeah, We're looks, ready to. Looks like he's got a pretty good bunch of tape on his arm yeah. there. Yeah. But uh, Stratton Auto Sales uh, will will do the halftime recap here uh, when we come back after the half. And uh, it looks like Delphus is just going to let the clock run out. And that will take us to the half. So we go after 24 minutes of action. We go to the, the, the locker room with the Bluffton Pirates leading the Delphus Jefferson Wildcats 42 to zero. We're gonna take a little bit of a break just to kind of get our uh, uh, bearings about us. And when we return, we will have the Stratton Auto Sales halftime recap. Again, at the half, it is Bluffton 42, Delphus zero. You are listening to Bluffton Pirate Football on Lounge Sports Media or Lounge Sports Network. And we are back here on the Lounge Sports Network here for the Stratton Auto Sales halftime recap. Stratton Auto Sales 220 Main Street in Bluffton, Ohio. Thank you, Stratton Auto Sales, for your sponsorship of our halftime recap. Uh, we are back at Harmon Field here in Bluffton, Ohio, and it is 42 to 0. Bluffton over Delphus, and JW, we 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 kind of talked about the fact that uh, the starting spot for Delphus in in their in their offensive drives have been really deep in their own territory, and that to me kind of lends to the fact that they haven't gotten past the the thirty much at all, and that tells me the defense is doing their job at winning that line of scrimmage, like Coach Richards talked about in the pregame show. Whoop, whoop. All right, yeah, um, yeah. We actually have 16 different kids with with uh, tackles that first half. Mm -hmm. um, we've got six tackles for loss, a sack, an interception. So 
our defense is definitely uh, definitely playing a, a, a really good game. Well, and, and Delphus has some players playing out of position. That's not an excuse necessarily to say, well, that's why they're performing poorly. We're performing very well. We really are. But the fact it doesn't it doesn't help that we're the, them much when you have so many playing out of out of position. But uh, it, it, they've they've been really good at the uh, at the. Uh, Forcing, forcing uh, Carter Agner, the quarterback for Delphus, to not be very comfortable whenever he steps back there to pass. Yeah, I, I've not seen him look real comfortable back there the whole time. Right, There's right. always somebody putting a little pressure on him. A quick scoring recap for the first half. Uh, Bluffton, pretty equal, scoring 21 points in each of the quarters. Uh, the first one, a two-yard run by uh, uh Landon Worcester, or Worcester, uh, with about eight minutes left in the in in the first quarter, he's he's got not eight rushes, ninety yards. That's pretty efficient when you've got your your leading rusher averaging over ten yards with eight runs. Yeah, that's a nice luxury to have in any game. Yeah, then then uh, with six thirteen remaining. Uh, Garrett Bogart to Hayden Durth, 54-yard pass. So after a three-play three drive, the Pirates came right back and had a one-play drive, 54 yards, struck real quick. Uh, Hayden Hayden is so much taller than any of those DBs for, for Delphus that it's just causing issues. If we wanted to pass more, if we wanted to pass more this, this half or that first half, we easily could have. Oh, I think too. Actually, I've just gotten a correction. Nine rushes for 104 yards. Okay, well, he's over the century mark already then. Yeah, and uh, and and Gavin Bogart has 50 yards running. He has a touchdown, right. but he he's had two of them pulled back. Yeah. So unfortunately, he could have he could be we could be looking at just another big game. Yeah, you got you got to feel kind of bad for him when he has two scores called back because of penalties. Yeah, but. yeah, absolutely. So and Griffin Stackhouse has three runs for 39 yards. Pretty good. Again, when you have so many runners that are averaging more yardage, you know, more double-digit yardages per run, uh, that's a big testament to what that offensive line has been able to do on the offensive side. Yeah, and I think the line's been absolutely phenomenal so far. Uh, we had a couple holding penalties, but other than that, they're opening up holes right. that I could probably run through. Still. Well, I won't go to say that far, <laughs> but I could waddle through maybe. <laughs> well, it's it's just been a really a really good, well-rounded uh, half for the Pirates on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they've they've forced they've forced a turnover, but they've they've forced Delphus to not be comfortable. And and there are a lot of tackles for loss. You've already talked about that. You said what six? I believe is yeah, six, tackles well, for and loss. a sack, so seven. So seven yeah. if if you if you consider the the sack as yeah, as the same, yeah. which you do, but. But it's a different category, yeah, you know, yeah, stat category. Sure. So, but like running plays to get hit those players six times behind the line of scrimmage—that's such an impressive, uh, an impressive thing to have. And that just shows that uh, that that the Pirates have have definitely taken Coach Richards' plan of winning that line of scrimmage. And and I know I repeat this a lot, but it is so vitally important. I see that as well. That it's so vitally important that, hey, if you're spending the week trying to work on this is what we've got to do on winning the line of scrimmage, that means if you're doing that most of the time, you're winning most of your ball games. I think so too. And yeah. 
and like it's been that way at least for the last three weeks that we've talked to coach coach before the game is the line of scrimmage winning the line of scrimmage is going to be vital and winning the line of scrimmage is going to be vital and winning the line of, i mean it's just it's like it's like a broken record but you know what I'll keep playing that broken sure. record if it means W's keep yeah. coming. And you know it's that way all the way from midges up to pros. If you control the line of scrimmage, sure. you've got control of the game, yeah. and, and you're able to do a lot of, of nice things from that. Well, let's take a look at some scores from around the area uh, while we're uh, while we're getting ready to wrap up the Stratton Auto Sales Halftime Recap. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Pandora is Gilboa. Is, the Rockets are leading Arcadia 18 to nothing at the half. Columbus Grove leading Spencerville 40 to nothing at the half. Uh, Paulding leading Ayersville, the, the team that uh, the Pirates beat last week, 15 to zero at the half. Crestview leads Ada 35 to three, also at the half. Uh, Elida leads Ottawa Glandorf 16-0. Lipsick leads Allen East 14 to nothing. Uh, in the second quarter, still uh, North Baltimore and Corey Rawson are tied at 28. So, so though there's some scores around the area. Um, not sure how uh, how those will play out, but it, it looks like there could be some some good games and stuff, and some blowouts still happening too. Right. Uh, along with our game being 42 to nothing at the half. Uh, it's. It's going to be interesting to see. This is the second time we've led at the half, 42 to nothing. Yeah. If we come out like we did against Ben Logan in that opening week, I anticipate much like that. We're going to have some starters that aren't going to play much in the sure. second half. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to be our JV that's in uh, playing until at least the fourth quarter. But you're going to see a lot of those. And, and this is huge to me is – those second stringers are going to get game action to be able to to be able to perfect and take care of some of those things they're they need work on and it's going to be in game situations and that to me is a lot of that's a lot of plus that you look forward to in the second half of a game with the score the way it is yeah absolutely get your young players some time uh, you know so that when they become starters maybe next year or maybe even later in the year if you have an injury or something. I was going to say, Coach Richard, co said nothing. Coach Richard said no injuries yet, but yeah. if that happens, you're going to have guys that have had yep. at least two halves yeah. of varsity ball games yeah. and I, I to think fall back great. on. Yeah. yeah. So we are sitting at about six minutes remaining before the opening kickoff. We're going to take another short break just to kind of be gear up and be ready for that second half. Uh, we are sitting at 42 to nothing, Bluffton over Delphus Jefferson. You are listening to Bluffton Pirates football on the Lounge Sports Network. All right, we are back here at uh, Harmon Field. We're about a minute and a half away from the second second half kickoff. And uh, 42 to nothing, Bluffton leads uh, Delphus Jefferson in the uh, in this game, and uh, we're about ready to kick off. JW, what what do you tell a team who has been experiencing a lot of something to nothing at half, and it's multiple touchdowns? You know, uh, yeah, we've got some pretty level-headed kids, and and we know we do. But still, sometimes 
How do you keep them from believing they're good? Right. Um, I think you just have to pound it into them. That, you know, hey, you're doing well now, but if you let up, you know, there's always a chance somebody's gonna gonna catch you. And um, of course, when it's 42 to nothing at halftime, probably not gonna happen. But right. I mean, games down the road, you have to, as a coach, and as as the seniors on the team, you have to keep your kids humble, but extremely confident at the same time. Well, and we made this, or Coach Richards made the statement, like, even at, even last week, it was 21 to nothing at the half, but that was the hardest fought half, like, physically, yes. that, that we had seen all year. And it was 21 to nothing. And uh, I, I guess it's one of those that you've got to keep convincing your kids. You're never as good as you think you are, but you're never as bad as you think you are either. You know, you're always somewhere in the middle, and it's wherever, you know, these guys have to know that they're executing well. I mean, the, the scoreboard doesn't get to 42-0 by executing poorly, but it's a matter of, okay, we just got to remember we can't just think we've got this made in the shade. Sure, yeah, you have to, I mean, like I said, you want to instill the confidence in them, mm -hmm. but you have to keep it real for them. Yeah. You know, and so I'm sure in films tomorrow morning, regardless of what the final score is, you know, you, there's always things that you can learn sure. from. And so the coaches are going to, maybe instead of harping on some of the victory stuff, they're going to harp on stuff where we need some improvement maybe. And, well, and, and I, I can tell you from my experience when I played in high school was sometimes the worst film to watch was a big win because they're finding things you did sure. wrong. And you're like, oh, my gosh, did we play well at all? Well, we won something you know, yeah. by 30 points, but, my goodness, you yeah. know, there was a lot that could be improved. And, and that's not a coach saying that that was a garbage win. It was, hey, we could do better. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect game in football. There's absolutely no such thing. And it's almost more difficult to try to find what, what, what went wrong <laughs> In, and sometimes when you lose, it's like, look, we did everything we could. Yeah, you, know, you yeah, left we, it all on the line, yeah. and, and that's sometimes what Sometimes you just get beat. Right. But uh, uh, we're getting ready to get this kickoff. The Pirates will receive for the first time tonight on this Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak kickoff return. Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak, they are coming soon. Yeah, this could be interesting. First time our uh, kickoff return team has been on the field well, tonight. This so. is, this, this, if this is indicative of what they anticipate, our deep man, Griffin Stackhouse, is standing with his heels almost on the 20-yard line. Yes. So I was watching a little bit of the warm-ups from, uh, from Delphus while the, their kickers were out there, and it didn't look like they maybe – Maybe there was an injury. I I, I don't know, mm. but this year might not be the year that they have a kicker that can put it very deep. Well, and I, you know, I think I'll, you'll find in the area, probably a lot of times the return man is not going to be standing any deeper than the ten. You don't right. run into many right. kickle, kickers like uh, Kyle Bassel. That, yeah, yeah, that's that, true. That can punch it that deep. Twenty seconds. Still on the clock. They're going to let it run all the way down, I guess. Yep. I guess I would have thought if all, both the teams were out on the field, they'd just go, okay, let's uh, let's get this going. Yeah, especially when uh, with the score, you would think that they'd want to get things moving a little bit. But. With the score the way it is, after the opening kickoff, that that clock will run unless the referees <laughs> kill it for a uh, an injury or if a team calls a timeout. Yeah. Or 
Or if Delphus does get it within 30. Yeah, yeah. I think it stops with a change of possession as well. You're, right? I think I believe correct? you're right. Yes. yes, I believe you're right. But yeah, this this second half should go rather quicker. Yeah, I would yes. think. We're about ready to go. Delphus is huddled around the ball. The whistle has been blown. They've broken the huddle now. Everybody is in their correct position, and we're ready to get things going here in the second half. Vincent Murray with the kick. He bounces it at about the 18. It rolls out of bounds, which will be a procedure penalty. Right. So for your first kickoff, you start at the 35. Not, <laughs> not too bad. For a start, that's, not, that's yeah. not a bad start. So it'll be first and 10 for the Pirates at the 30 at their own 35. Yeah, I'm not sure if he just kind of miss miss hit it. It almost like looked like it came off as a spiral. Yeah, yeah. So I think he must hit the side of the ball. But, came off but, the side of his foot and yeah, just took off yeah. that way. And and I think uh, Griffin Stackhouse could see that and just was like, well, we're going to let it roll and see where where it ends up. And it sure it ended thing. up out of bounds. So first and ten from the 35. Take Gieske out at the quarterback position for the second half. Bluffton is short a man, so they're trying to find out who uh, who it is they need to get out there. Gabe Meza comes running out. I'd, maybe he didn't realize he was supposed to be starting <laughs> out the. Clock should be at 11.30. 11.30. Getting an adjustment on the clock. 11 minutes and 30 seconds remaining. I believe that was once the kick happens, they start that clock right away. So Gieske in the pistol with Wooster to his left. He throws it out to Braden Jordan. He gets across the 40 to the 45, still on his feet. Gets to midfield, still on his feet. Gets to the 45, is still on his feet and gets across the 40 to the 39. What wow. a tough, tough run. Talk about hard nose there, yeah. He absolutely. would not go down. He would not go down for that one at all. And if you notice towards the end when he had more players, he had that ball tucked with both hands. He he's sure not, did. He's not losing They it. marked him down at the 41, so 24 yards. Nope, they're adjusting it to the 40. 25 yards on the on the pass play for Tate Gieske and Braden Jordan. Pirates, twins to the left. Griffin Stackhouse goes in motion, gets the handoff. It goes, sweeps to the right. Wooster on the lead block. He gets across the 40 or the 30. And down at the 20, where are we going to give him here, guys? 27-yard line, 12-yard yep. run, 13-yard run, 12-yard run uh, for Stackhouse. First down, Pirates. Two plays, big chunks of yardage. Yeah, I... And here's the thing. On on the pass, people, some people might say, well, it's 42 to nothing. Why are you passing? That was a, a, a little slip screen, bubble screen. Right. It's basically running the ball. And here's a, here's another. 
Well, there had to well, be a penalty there. There were two people in motion there on that play. And, you know, it's it's still your offense. Correct. So whether you have your starters in or your second-team guys, you're still going to run your offense. Correct, yep. Um, yep. Because, like you said, in, in case of an injury or something. That You've got to have them ready. Tate, yeah, Tate's got to be ready to be able to throw that ball downfield. Yep. So a legal shift on the Pirates. They had, we had two people in motion at the ball at the time the ball was snapped. So. Yeah, that, that's usually going to get you caught every time. <laughs> 9.20 left in the third quarter, 42-0, Bluffton on top. First and 15. Bricker in motion, gives it to Wooster. He gets across the line of scrimmage and back to the original line of scrimmage, a very hard fought. Wow. Yeah, he basically five got yards. five yards where there was nothing there. He got hit at the line of scrimmage and ended up with a, a gain of five. Right. Actually, they're going to mark it back one, so he got four yards. But uh, still, uh, that's uh, 12 feet further than what he should have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Second and 12 from the 30-yard line. Twins to the right-hand side, the far side on the field. Gavin Bogart goes in motion, gets the handoff. He's going to find the seam and cut up the middle. He's going to get to about the 27-yard line. Carter Agner on the tackle there. Yeah, I wish he would have took a little peek inside because he had a lane there. I don't. I think he'd still be running. He if, cut it if up the middle, it. but he did. He yeah. could have cut even more yeah, to the right. Yeah, he cut a little a more to the right. Range. He had a huge yeah. hole. Yep. So third and nine for the Pirates, the 27-yard line. Gieske in the pistol with Wooster to his right. Trips to the right, to the far side. Gieske gets it and strolls out to the right, looking, looking, throws it out to Hayden Durth. He catches it, gets out of bounds, oh. and. Awful close to uh, where there maybe should have been a penalty flag. That was real close. He was tight roping that that sideline anyways. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's debatable on where he would have stepped out or if he right. would have. He might have maybe managed it. So, uh, but that is plenty for the first down. He gets to the 14 yard line, which takes us inside the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger reminding you there is a difference between being insured and being insured properly. Thank you, Steiner and Granger, for your sponsorship of this year's Red Zone. First and 10 from the 14. Gieske gets the ball, gets the snap, hands off to Gavin Bogart, who is still on his feet, gets across the 10 there and into the go. end zone. Touchdown, Pirates. What a hard-fought run that was. That I didn't was, think he got close. Nice. And all of a sudden, the referee was throwing his hands up for the touchdown. A 14-yard run, Gavin Bogart. Nice run. And uh, so he finally got rewarded. He fi tonight. And there was no holding penalty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 6.35 remaining, 48-0 with the PAT pending. Kyle Basil sets up for this kick. Snap and the kick is up and it is good and on top of the concession stand. So with 6.26 remaining here in the third, the Pirates are up 49 to zero on Delphus. The Wildcats get a chance to get the ball and see if they can do anything. That touchdown was brought to you by Angels Flooring Services. 
of Pandora, Angel's Flooring Service of Pandora, quality long after the price is forgotten. Thank you, Angel Flooring, Angel's Flooring. That was a nice drive for Bluffton. I mean, we had several non-starters in there. And Worcester touched it once. Yes. And uh, this is what you want to see out of your, your second and third string guys. They Absolutely. want to come in with intensity. Yep. Uh, it's not like you can put your your uh, younger guys in and tell them don't do your best, you know. So, oh, no, absolutely. So you expect them to fully. And here's the thing. That starting defense wants that shutout still. Right. So when, when the non-starters are in there, they still want the Oh, the, yeah, you're going to see – you'll, you'll see them harping on the younger guys. <laughs> Nothing better than a big goose egg at That's the end right. of the game when you're, when you're on the winning side of it. So Kyle Basil sets up at the 40 for this Hothead Burritos of Lima and Walpuck kickoff. For the eighth time today. We'll say Kyle's foot might be getting a little tired by yeah, at this well, point. Well, you know what? <laughs> he can take the day off tomorrow. Yeah, there you, you know? go. He, he doesn't have to do any practice kicking or anything like that. Hi, Head Burritos, Alima, and Wapak. You're coming soon, and I am excited. Football, it goes back. Agner's going to catch it at about the seven-yard line. He's going to get to the 20. He's going to get oh, hit hard. Oh, Griffin Stackhouse wow. with a hard hit at the 20. Well, let's see, about the 21-yard line. He hit him what a hard. Whoo! Yeah, that's got to be going into their Hammer of the Week nomination, I would think. That and, uh, wasn't it Griffin that hit the hit? The, or no, it was uh, Tate. Tate, that yep. hit. Uh, Hit yeah. the punter on the first punt there, uh, Kellen Brotherwood there. So first and 10 from the 22-yard line for Delphus. Moving left to right towards the creek here at Harmon Field. Carter Agner, who had that return and got popped pretty hard. He is the quarterback. Agner's a good athlete. I yes, mean, he There's is. no doubt about it. Dean Trentman in the backfield with him to his left. Twins out to the left for the Wildcats, the far side. He's gonna roll out to the left, looking, he can't, oh. there's no way, he's gonna run, he's gonna, and he's got room. Wow. He's gonna get to the 30, and you take him down at about the 31 yard line. So he made something out of nothing there because that was a design oh, pass play. Yeah. And they had there him were, 10 yards yeah. behind the line of scrimmage. There were three Pirates pursuing right. him very hard. Yeah, he and did a great job of getting out of that. Carson Cruzy on the tackle for the Pirates. 5'10 remaining here in the third quarter, 49-0. Bluffton leads Delphus. Yeah, that's Carson's fourth tackle tonight. Um, which is you don't want to see him up in double digits when you when you as a defensive back. So Agner was dropping to pass. A lot of pressure from Landon Wooster. He tries to run. He does not get back. He gets back to the line of scrimmage. Hayden Durth, among others, on the tackle, but Hayden was the first one to make some contact and and keep Agner from getting that first down because I think. Had, had Hayden not made that initial hit, he, Agner would have gotten that first down. Oh, I th yeah, I think easily. 4.20 remaining here in the third quarter. Pirates 49, Wildcats 0. Third and one from the 31-yard line for Delphus. Agner gets the snap. 
He's going to take it himself, and he gets met at the line of scrimmage, and there wow. is no room. I don't think he made it. The ball did come loose, but they're calling him down. Let's see where the – I see officials in two different spots. I think he's still going to be short unless they mark it a little further. It might be fourth down. From here, it didn't look like he made the line, but it was awful close. Well, they are going to call timeout real quick, officials timeout for a measurement because uh, they're not sure yet. Right. <laughs> it's awful close, and, and the ball <laughs> did come out, but the both referees who were marking where the ball got to were signaling that uh, Agner had been uh, taken down. Nice job by Bluffton there, standing him yeah. up right, right at that. Looks like he's short, short for by about half a yard. Sure is. Well, I think if you're Delphus, you gotta go for it, uh, just to keep things. Try to keep some, get yeah, some, get some kind of positive going. Some for your team. momentum. If you can move the sticks, let's do it. Sure. You know, and and if not, if if they don't, then it's. It's just, it is what it is, I guess, uh, to put it yeah, mildly. Yeah, at, at this point, I think you, you sh should go for it. Just try to give your team anything positive to work right. off of. Right. So, Agner in the backfield with Trentman to his left. Hands off to Trentman. He gets hit oh, at the oh, line oh. of scrimmage. Actually, behind the line of scrimmage. And the ball is turned over on downs. The Pirates will take over at the 30-yard line, moving towards the short side of the field. Gavin Bogart, initial hit on, on Trentman, stood him up, a loss of two on the run, so a, not a, even a positive on the run, and uh, three minutes and 15 seconds remaining, and the Pirates take over on the Delphus 30. And it looks like maybe this might be the uh, the JV offense. Still streaming, okay. Internet issues. Uh, <laughs> it happens, I guess. Uh, in the process, in the last couple of minutes of uh, game time, Bluffton has moved to inside the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger, your hometown insurance for over 25 years. Jackson Bullis. Uh, you know, on this drive, had a 12-yard run, and Parker Lovell had had a 15-yard run, and that last play, a three-yard run by Jackson Bullis for the touchdown. Oh, I'm sorry, Parker Lovell, not Jackson Bullis. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to my mom. She's listening down at our Russell's Point to the game. Oh, well, beautiful. And she's the one that let us let us know that our, we lost our stream. I was so. going to say, it was running just fine, and then yeah. all of a sudden we got, we got word that we weren't running. <laughs> and uh, I looked, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. We didn't have a uh, – we were connecting all of a sudden. Yeah. And uh, so. So, yeah, thanks, Ma. Love you. <laughs> Well, that touchdown with 9.9 seconds left in the third quarter. It is now Bluffton 56, Delphus 0. Another impressive drive 
from Bluffton. I mean, it was, you know, even though it was a little short. I'm going to have to say I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get ice cream. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, you know what? I, I'm being told that they take cash only. This man makes cash, so I could easily pay cash. <laughs> yeah, I might have a buck or two on me for yeah, that. Yeah, I'll figure it out for ice cream. Shoot. And I know our spotter would have loved to have some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if that's the case, we'll, we'll remember that for the future there. Uh. Looks like the uh, umpire is having some issues again with a little bit of blood there. Well, he's getting checked out again. Maybe he's bleeding through. He might have caught a, a snap on a helmet or something. Or is this maybe. further at a different spot? He's going to look like a mummy by the end of it. <laughs> so 9.9 .9 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. It is Bluffton 56, Delphus 0. JW and I have been chatting a little bit when we've uh, been off the air. Not not when we thought we were on the air and yeah. talking, but when, when we've been off the air. We have some ideas for the Riley Creek Sportswear players of the game or player of the game. Uh, but we'll get to that in the uh, the Patriot Concrete post game right. show. As much tape as he's, he's got on his arm, I don't know if our referee needs maybe a couple stitches when he yeah, gets no down kid. here. Especially if it's in the same spot, if they're yeah. wrapping the same spot. Yeah. So Kyle Basil sets up at the 40 for this Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak. Kickoff, uh, Hothead Burritos, Lima and Wapak. Samples coming soon to a press box near us. Near us. <laughs> <laughs> But you got to be impressed with the, the Pirates' drive. Um, you know, there's been no let-up whatsoever yeah, and, this half. And I did mention when I thought we were still on, that was a majority of the JV yes. uh, defense or offense there. So uh, that that's impressive. It was only a 30-yard. That kickoff by Basil goes out of bounds. So uh, Delphus will start the next drive at the 35, their best starting position. Yes. Fielding position. By far. And that will take us to the end of the third quarter. We're going to stay here, right here. But uh, Del or, uh, at the end of three, Bluffton Pirates 56, Delphus Jefferson, Wildcats 0. Yeah, not to say, you know, this is the fourth game of the season. And I think that's probably Kyle's first missed kick. I mean, where he... He didn't just put it deep. Well, and I think maybe with this, and, and, and I may be wrong, but with it being the score that it is, maybe Coach Richard said, hey, let's try a corner kick. Yeah, let's, let's try see it. if we can keep it inbounds and corner kick it. Because a lot of times, if he can, if they can practice it to where they can, can you know, perfect it and bounce it to where it deads, it deadens, a lot of times re returners will let that go thinking right. it's going out of bounds. And... A kickoff is a live ball once it hits the ground. 
it can be recovered by the kicking team. So maybe that that they're thinking, let's try this now. And, and, and if it goes out of bounds, it's a procedure. Sure, yeah, and this is the time nothing. to do it. I mean, when you've got a nice sure. lead, try some of your the, the plays that you may need later in the right. season. Right. Looks like the starting JV defense is out there on the uh, on the field for the Pirates yeah. here to start the fourth quarter. Running clock is in effect. Agner gets the snap. He rolls out to the right. He's looking. He's gonna. Oh, he's got. He's gonna tuck to go it and run. It. And he's gonna get about uh, about three yards on that run. Great coverage downfield that time. He had nowhere to go with that Late ball. Late Miller forces Agner out of bounds. We're gonna call it a gain of two to the 37. Second and seven. 11-20 remaining here in the game. Looking around, it's impressive how much of the, our crowd is still here, yeah. even, even with the score. Yep. Um, and it just goes to show how excited the Bluffton fans are this year about well, their football well, program. This community is very supportive of their athletes. Absolutely, so very, very they impressive. are. Agner on the run, Carson Weaver on the tackle. Going to give him about the 40-yard line on that run, which will make it about third and five for the Wildcats. We are going to call it the 40. So third and five. Third and five from the 40. Personnel changes and getting out there to the right spots on the field for the Wildcats. Agner's rolling to the left here, the near side. He's gonna throw deep, he's gonna go deep, and it's gonna fall short. Ball falls short to Blake Wagner. Take Gieske on the coverage. Yeah, he just had no chance to get comfortable no. with that. Well, and again, we've talked about it from the start that he just doesn't look comfortable as a thrower. Right. Uh, he's, he's, <coughs> he's pretty good at, at the running portion of the running quarterback. He does really really well. But the but the the throwing part is his downfall, so. like Vincent Murray's back to kick for the Wildcats here on fourth. On fourth and five for the Wildcats. 9.30 remaining in the game. Balls away. Braden Jordan fields the kick at about the 20-yard line. He gets to the 25, breaks it to the 30, dances around a little bit to the 35, and out of bounds at the 36. Nice return there. Mm. And you notice that this time he didn't decide he was going to go upfield. He decided, you know what, I've got enough. I'm going to go out of bounds. Yep. So maybe he learned about uh, the t when he uh, yeah, pr when pr he fumbled. Probably a good decision. He didn't, didn't have much of a wall in right. front of him either, so why take the chance? Looks like there's a, a, a good portion of uh, second stringers in for Delphus as well. Get the, you, you want your backups to have uh, work as well. So sure. even though you're – you're uh, you're down by this much. You still want them to get as much as they can to reps in. Yeah, and it just pays off in the long run. I mean, yeah. get your younger guys in when you yeah. can. Get them some experience. Get them a little bit of confidence in their positions. Yeah. 
We've got a timeout on the field. Delphus calls timeout. This timeout is brought to you by Sumiriko of Ohio. Sumiriko on Snyder Road out by the BFR and the Bluffton Community Pool. Sumiriko of Ohio, thank you so much for your sponsorship of all timeouts for the Bluffton Pirates 2023 football season. 9.20 remaining here at Harmon Field in Bluffton, Ohio. It's the Bluffton Pirates 56. The Delphus Jefferson Wildcats zero. And I would have to assume that Delphus needed the timeout just to make sure they had all their younger players in the right, positions right. that they needed to be. The ball has been moved back from the 36 to the 35 to start up this, this drive for the Pirates. Take Gieske, the quarterback, in the pistol. He rolls out to the left, far side. He's going to throw it out. Catch is made by Avery Sprunger. Nice pass, like nice, catch nice catch by Avery. Six-yard gain for yeah. the sophomore. And that brings a little smile to my yeah. <laughs> to my co-announcer. <laughs> yeah, he's been working hard. He's he's yeah. glad to be. Uh, he he was hoping to get some reps tonight, so it's good to be able to see him to get on the field and and get some of those in. So, Gieske in the pistol gets the snap, tosses it out to Bolus, around the right side, gets to the forty, can't get back to the line of scrimmage, and loses one yard on the run. Takes it back to a third and five for the Pirates on this drive. Eight fifteen remaining here in the fourth quarter. Fifty-six to nothing. Pirates over the Wildcats. Gieski sets up in the pistol with looks like Parker Level behind him. Gets a snap, rolls out to the left, far side, looking, looking. He's gonna, he's looking to go deep, can't get it. Gets away from a, a sack attempt, gets across the 50-yard line to the 45, gets hit and taken down at the 41-yard line. A great run by Tate Giesen. That was so heads up. He was looking to go deep, didn't have it, pulled it back, got away from a pursuing defender, right. and was able to get the long run and get plenty for the first down. That is something else that you, you always want to see from your backups is, is being making something out of nothing. You know, that, that shows that you've got some good things on the horizon as well. So Yeah, and Tate really worked hard in the offseason with his camps. Yeah. He's, he's put on some size, and, uh, yeah, I'm impressed with the young guy. Option to the left. Gieske's going to keep it, and he's going to get about nine on that run. And Tate's another kid. He's a hard-nosed kid. Yeah. Uh, just takes him down at the 33. He needed the 32 for the first down. And uh, it, it's nice to see that all the offenses, both both offenses have, have run well for the Pirates here. They've been productive. Let's say it that way. They, uh, you know, they're producing yards and, and first downs and keep moving the sticks and keep getting positive yards on everything. Yeah, they're doing a nice job. Yeah. Pirates are going to have twins to the left side, far side of the field. Gieske in the pistol. Gets the snap, hands it to Jackson Bolas. He gets to the 35, gets up to the, about the 
32, about the 31 yard line, which will be enough for the first down. So keep moving the sticks. That's the that's the thing. You know, the the clock is running, yeah. so it's going to run no matter what. But if you can keep the ball and keep moving those sticks, uh, there's you're going to you're going to hold on to that 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 yeah. shutout up to this yeah, point. Yeah, and that's the thing you want to shout to your young kids. You know that they're hungry and yeah. they're they're ready to get out there and do something. Yeah. So first and ten from the thirty-one. They're going to have to hurry up. Yep. Pirates are going to have to call a timeout. Oh, nope, they're going to reset the play clock is what they're going to do. Now they call the timeout. Now there's a timeout. That's a timeout by Bluffton. The timeout's all sponsored by Sumi Rico of Ohio. Sumi Rico of Ohio out on Snyder Road, out by the BFR and the Bluffton Community Pool. Thank you, Sumi Rico, for your sponsorship of Bluffton football timeouts this season. Five minutes, 37 seconds remaining in this ball game. Uh, the starters have long been out uh, for the whole entire fourth quarter and uh, for part of even the third quarter in yeah. some aspects. Uh, but it's still nice to see, like I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, to see the offense still producing uh, some first downs, still producing some points. Yeah, we haven't missed a beat coming yeah. in with our... And what impresses me, too, is all of your starters are right there, right up along the yep. field, cheering these younger yep. the younger guys on, helping them out. Of course, the defense is going, they better maintain this, well, yeah, this shutout. Yeah. They better keep this yeah. zero on the <laughs> Bluffton off offense out on the field. Receivers each side for the for the Pirates. Gieske in the pistol. Gets the snap, hands off to Jackson Bullets. He gets to the 20 or the 30. And across the 30 to the 29, gain a two. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. <laughs> I don't know what that is all about. Looks like the referees have blown it dead to see what's going on here. Oh, number four for Delphus got shooken up a little bit there. Yeah, probably a little hothead burritos would get those hiccups. Yeah, probably. At away. least the spicy would yeah, take it away, right? Yeah. Little jalapeno up in there. <laughs> Pirates break their huddle, and they're going trips to the left, far side. Gieske in the pistol. Level behind him. Hands off to Level. He gets to the 25. Bust loose. Gets taken down at about the 19-yard line. Nice run by Parker Level for the for the Pirates there. Yeah, Parker's one of the incoming freshmen this year that he's got a lot of talent. Nice yeah. physical, strong kid yeah. and uh, nice heads up runner. Nice run there, gets the first down and that takes us into the Steiner and Granger red zone. Steiner and Granger reminding you there is a difference between being insured and being insured properly. First and 10 from the 19. Gieske rolls out to the left on. He's going to keep it himself. He gets to the 15. He's into the end zone for the touchdown. Pirates. Little option there. And man, when it opened up in the middle, Tate took no time at all. Yeah, well, and, and, and the angle we had, you could see that avenue. Oh, there wasn't going to be anybody that's going to touch him yeah. there. He had the touchdown relatively easily on that run. 
A nice block by yeah. the by the line, and a nice nice play by Tate Gieske. Yeah. Kyle Basil sets up for yet another extra point. Kick is up, and is good. So with three minutes and 50 seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter, it is the Bluffton Pirates 63 and the Delphus Wildcats zero. This will probably, I'm not going to say it absolutely is going to be, but probably is going to be the last drive. And this is where those starting <laughs> defense guys are going, you do not. Yeah. <laughs> you do not lapse on your, on your coverage. The assignments are essential. The assignments are essential. Yeah, as a starter, that's the, that's the worst feeling in the world when you lose your goose egg yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. I can remember uh, when I was a junior in high school, we were up uh, 61 to nothing on a team, and we're, we're being supportive, we're being supportive, and there were about four minutes left, and the JV defense blew a coverage, <laughs> and they scored with about two minutes left. Oh, we were so just – we weren't mad. Right, but it's But, yeah, we were just so disheartened. We're like, come on. It was right there. <laughs> Three minutes and 47 seconds remaining, and uh, Kyle Basil sets up for this Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak kickoff. Hothead Burritos of Lima and Wapak coming soon. And we'll see what uh, Coach has told Kyle to do on this kickoff. <laughs> this is the 10th time that he's kicked off today. That's amazing. And there is a penalty flag. Uh, I'm not sure as to what. Looks like a sideline warning maybe. Yep, it looks like they are a little too far. So that will be a sideline warning that if uh, it happens again, it will be a penalty on the Pirates. I'm surprised to see that called at this point in the game, really. Seeing that it's been, and I'm, again, not saying it's okay. Yeah. But they've been standing where they've been, were just yeah. warned about yeah. for the entirety of the game. Yeah. So uh, I find it hard to believe that it was the first time he noticed. But uh, it is what it is. So that kick has fielded it at the four-yard line. There is a penalty wow. flag coming onto the field. Looks like Lucas Milmeen on the return gets out to about the 24 or 23 yard line. But like I mentioned, there is a penalty flag on the play. I just wonder if that one's on Bluffton. I saw one of the Delphus kids laying down, maybe hit yeah. the back or something. But honestly, a hit in the back on the defensive team is not a penalty, I don't think. Oh, Jamie. host of Pirates in on that tackle, led by Javen Crawfus, and oh, they are waving, off. waving okay. off the penalty. There is no flag, and so it will be at the 24-yard line where Delphus will take over, moving right to left on this drive. Three minutes and 27 seconds remaining. 63 to nothing, the Pirates lead the Wildcats.
I gotta say, for this time of year, you couldn't ask for a nicer night for No, football. I am absolutely. I brought nice, a, cool. I brought a jacket just in case, yep. but I am perfectly comfortable right now. Agner still in there as the quarterback hands off to Trentman. He gets caught behind the line of scrimmage by a bunch of different uh, pirates. But Ethan Coli gets the tackle there as the one that is bringing him, brings down Trentman finally. Uh, he gets a gain of one, gets back to the 15 yard line, or gets to the 15, or 25 yard line. Second nine, 2.45 remaining here in the fourth. Agner in the shotgun, gets the snap, hands off to Trentman. Trentman gets upfield a little bit. No, he gets back to the, the line of scrimmage on that play and uh, makes it third and nine for Delphus. Micah Reem on the tackle. <coughs> Third and nine for the Wildcats. There's a lot of different players going in and out. Now trying to get as many people uh, some, some reps in this game. I was just looking at that. That's the 20th different player for Bluffton that's had a that's, tackle tonight. That's fantastic. That's a good uh, good spreading. Agner takes it himself. He's going to get hit behind the line of scrimmage and taken down for a loss. Number 68, Isaac Rodeball on the tackle. Isaac Rodeball, first, uh, that would make 21. Yes. So I believe they will punt. And we have Avery Sprunger back deep this time for right. the punt return. 120 remaining here in the contest. 63 to zero. The Pirates lead the Wildcats. Murray there to punt. Gets a low line drive. Sprunger walks away from it, lets it roll dead. It's going to be downed at the 42 yard line. Yeah, that would have been a tough one to return. Yeah. There was no chance there. Well, by the time it landed, it only landed about three yeah, yards rolled, in front yeah, yeah, of yeah. The, the nearest defender. Yep. So there was no way, I don't think, that there was going to be any sort of return there. So the Pirates will have the final possession of the game. One minute, two seconds remaining in the contest, 63 to nothing. The Pirates lead the Wildcats. And you know Coach Richards just told those guys, no mistakes, fellas. Right. Well, if you see, there are a lot of starters back out on yeah. the field because they're down in this ball. They don't yeah. want to they don't want to fumble it away. Yep, absolutely. They want to make sure that they secure it the right way, down it, and get this game, uh, get this game over. There's the snap and the down. There will be enough time for one more play, yeah. and then we'll call this over. Officially. 30 seconds remaining. The Pirates break their huddle. They are in the victory formation. Garrett Bogart under center. No Bricker onto his right. Landon Worcester to his left. Gavin Bogart deep. Garrett puts it, takes a knee, and that will bring the clock to zeros. 
The Bluffton Pirates have moved on to 4-0 on the season with their most convincing win yes. of the season yes. to this point. They have won this game 63 to nothing over the Delphus Jefferson Wildcats. Yeah, we, never a doubt. We just witnessed a, a pretty much a dismantling. Now, you take into consideration there were the injuries, but you know what? It was still a very convincing yeah, win. very decisive. So we're going to take just a quick break and get our stats figured out and finished up, and then we will be uh, back with the Patriot Concrete postgame show where we're going to name uh, our uh, Riley Creek Sportswear player of the game. You are listening to Bluffton Pirates football on the Lounge Sports Network. All right, we are back here for the Patriot Concrete postgame show. What a convincing win for the Pirates tonight. Absolutely. They were uh, hitting offense and defense, hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, uh, a few penalties, and I'm sure Coach will address them. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be hard to find Honestly, some, though, to really there were some penalties, but it was one of the cleaner games we've seen from them, too. Last right. week was a, a pretty rough one if you wanted to look at that. Uh, the week before that against against Pandora, uh, that was a little messy, especially in the first half. So this was this was probably our cleanest game, even though there were some silly and penalties at bad times. Right, and and most of those were on big plays where they were further down the field, yeah. anyways. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're exacerbated a little yeah. bit more because of when they happen yeah. and what type of play they happen. But let's look at some of the offensive stats real quick before we jump over to the defensive stats. Uh, we have Land Landon Wooster. 108 yards for the night. He had uh, 10 runs for 108 yards. He only had one run in the second half. Right. They didn't need it. Right. And uh, that's a pretty good half when you can put 100 yards yeah, on it and yeah. a half. Noah Bricker had two runs for seven yards. Uh, Griffin Stackhouse, four rushes for 51. Uh, Gavin Bogart, seven runs for 67 yards. Jackson Bullis, uh, four runs for 15. Parker Lovell, three runs for 28. And Tate Gieske had three runs for 46, so a lot of all running the ball, established-wise. Uh, uh, four total completions for Garrett Bogart tonight. He had one to Braden Jordan for 25 yards. Then he had two completions to Hayden Durth for 67 yards. And Avery Sprunger had one for six. That was from uh, Tate yeah. Gieske, though, there on that one. So uh, uh, in the scoring, in nine touchdowns, and a pretty equal – we only scored 21 points in the second half, but that's kind of, well, the clock was running. So sure. so you're not going to score near as much as when the clock is going to stop Absolutely. after after uh, incompletions and things. Uh, nine touchdowns for, for, the, uh, for the Pirates. Such, such a strong game for the offense. What about the defense? Let's take a look at that real quick. Uh, well, on defense we had uh, 20 different kids with tackles tonight. Impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Um, several multiple. Carson Cruzy had four tackles tonight, which is great because he's been having to really step up. Our defensive line did such a nice job tonight yeah, of, yeah. of stopping those. Um, Gavin Bogart had another. He had three tackles for loss tonight. All three of his tackles were for loss. Brady Summers had two for loss with Anna Sack. Uh, Carson Weaver had an interception and a tackle. Um, and then just a lot of ones and twos right down the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably the last 
eight, nine guys that got tackles were on our you know our JV squad right. while they were in there. So, yeah, another great game by the defense. Well, and we're, we're there were a lot of potential uh, players of the game for tonight. Oh, there yeah, were absolutely yeah. uh, lots of potential. There were candidates that, that who have won already that we easily could have and nobody would have batted an eye. But you and I both kind of agreed if it weren't for the five li- offensive linemen, we wouldn't have had as dominant of a score. So we're going to give – uh, I don't know. You can't call it co because that would mean two. Right. But we're going to give Mason Shank, Brody Summers, Xavier Diller, Jacob Granger, and Daniel Friedrichs all our Riley Creek sportswear players of the game. Yeah. They did a fantastic oh. job dominating that line of scrimmage on the offense so our runners could average yeah. double-digit r- yardage. And they've been doing this week after week. So, yeah, um, yeah it's just, they've done a fantastic job this year. Uh, taking care of the running back, the quarterbacks, and uh, and the score shows it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Well deserving. It's time to give the big guys a shout out. For sure. Let's take a look at some of the scores around the area before we sign off for the evening. There are some that uh, haven't been updated for for a little while. So uh, the last time that there was a, an update on the Paulding Airsville game, it was in the third quarter, 17 nothing. Uh, Paulding led the Pilots there. Uh, a final in Arcadia, uh, Pandora Gilboa, 32-0 over uh, Arcadia. Columbus Grove takes down Spencerville, next week's opponent for right. us, the Bearcats. Uh, Columbus Grove beats them 40 to nothing. Wow. Uh, it says in the fourth quarter, so got to be getting close, but uh, Lipsick leads Allen East 21-0. Elida late in the fourth leads uh, Ottawa Glandorf 30-8. Uh, it says the half, but I don't believe I th- that can't be. But it says 31-28 for North Baltimore over Corey Rawson. Also a close game there. And uh, Crestview beats Ada 47-9. Wow. Uh, so there are some area area scores, sure. uh, and not it's not a complete list. I don't have the complete list uh, just off of uh, off of that app, but. Uh, a convincing victory. We go on the road next week. We, we've had our first road test, but going to a rival like uh, like Spencerville, it, I, I anticipate it's going to be a little bit more of a difficult uh, uh, game next yeah, week. Yeah, you had to think it would be. Uh, Spencerville's always played bluffed and tough. And so, yeah, we. I mean, if we, we prepare like we did this week, uh, we should be all right. But That's the key is – if we prepare and play our game, it's going to be difficult for any team I think to too. beat yeah. us. Now, yes. that's not to say that it's impossible. Right. That's just saying it's going to be difficult. Yeah. And so uh, the week of practice leading up to next Friday is going to be key for, for the Pirates and Coach Richards to make sure we don't, we don't think too highly of ourselves, right. but at the same time, prepare like we have and yeah. good things are going to happen. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. Correct, so. correct. So, well – JW, another another win under our belt this week, and we hit the halfway point. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Halfway through the season already. Crazy? Next week. Well, hopefully not. Well, uh, regular season. <laughs> yeah, halfway regular, through the yeah, regular, let's say regular season. season. There we go. So, well, I we greatly appreciate all of you tuning in tonight. The final score here from Harmon Field: the Bluffton Pirates beat the Delphus Jefferson Wildcats, sixty-three to zero. Move to four and zero, and move to 
keep it going next week right. against Spencerville. So yep. uh, thanks so much again for tuning in, and you have been listening to Bluffton Pirates football on the Lounge Sports Network. <laughs>